0: This is a theory, and that's it. It's not based on any inside information or anything that I've heard from any direction. This is a theory that this football team has a very difficult first half of its coming schedule and as such might want to put forth a quarterback who could fail. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Once more, only a theory. But when you look at the Steelers schedule for 2022 and you see that it starts off at Cincinnati against a group of Bengals that just made it to the Super Bowl. Still can't say that with a straight face. And Then they get the Patriots here in Pittsburgh. Then they go at Cleveland. Then they finally get a little bit of a break with the New York Jets coming into town. But then they're at Buffalo. Then they play Tampa Bay. Then they're at Miami. You see where this is going. I don't know how this will shake out from a w and l standpoint. It's a lot tougher than the second half of the schedule for sure. But I do know, well, I should say I do believe that it's a big motivator for why the coaching staff has so very clearly decided to go with Mitch Trubisky to start out. Think about this. Think about this. You put Mitch out there, who's expecting Mitch to succeed? Like, outside the Trubisky family. Who's expecting this team to succeed, or even just the offense? Nobody. Nobody is, other than, you know, the participants themselves. They have to. But if you put Mitch out there, a guy with four full NFL seasons of experience as a starter parts of that successful, then two things get accomplished just within that decision. One, you gave the veteran a chance. You gave him exactly what was promised, what was set up in his signing as a free agent out of Buffalo. And if he does well, if he does really well, yippee ki You know? You've got your guy. You win. You now have not only the first-round quarterback that you just selected, you have a guy who just might live up to being the number two overall pick back in 2017. You've got depth. You can make moves. You can, you can get a lot done. So I, I don't want what I'm suggesting here... To come across as, oh, they're setting up Mitch to fail. Or that they somehow benefit if Mitch fails. No! If Mitch does, great. That's just, that's optimal, man. It just is. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't, let's say that he really disappoints. Hypothetically here still. Well, what better time to bring in the young hero? The Steelers are 2-6. and six. Everyone in town is calling, not just for Mitch's head, but Matt Canada's head as well. And Week 10 has the Saints coming to the Steelers. Week 11 has the Bengals coming to the Steelers. And Week 12 has the Steelers going to Indianapolis and facing that sometimes pretty good defense that the Colts have. I can't take them seriously after what happened in their final game of last season. I'm sorry. But but writing this out here, no one around here is eager to see more of Mitch after this hypothetical first half. They're tired of him. They want something new, something exciting. And they've been hearing, whether it's real or not, that Kenny Pickett's just killing it in practice, that he's become a practice god, and that there are murmurs from within practice that his teammates really want him to be the quarterback and not Mitch. Well, now is when you bring him along, because now Kenny's had a couple of months, a couple of extra months. He's observed. He's been in stadiums, to use the Mike Tomlin term. He's been around his locker mates. He's seen how they handle victory and defeat. A lot of defeat, apparently. And more than anything, he's learned the playbook. He's learned from the pluses and minuses by sitting in the quarterback room of everything that Canada, through Trubisky, has tried. And Canada, in turn, doesn't want to lose his job. People like me would be calling for his head, probably after about week two. In this circumstance, I plan to be fair. I'm just saying in this circumstance, okay? Everything's gone wrong. Believe me, Canada's going to get it. Well, Canada's going to feel it. And Canada's going to want to change at quarterback more than any of us will in that context, because it can be something that he can hide behind. Or maybe he sees something in Kenny's game that meshes well with the Canada system, TM, that we still haven't seen. So Kenny comes in. Almost everybody sees the season as being totally shot. The only thing left to play for is the non-thing that is Mike Tomlin never having had a losing season. And so a lot of the pressure is off. The day that Pickett gets introduced to the Heinz Field crowd for the Saints game, he comes out of the tunnel. Tomlin makes sure he has the offense being the ones having their names called, by the way. And it's, ah, and everything is just awesome. And Pickett is playing on his home ground again at Heinz Field, and he beats New Orleans And this is it. This is the dawn of a new era. This is where I've gone too far. But this is where I think this might have been plotted, hypothetically, at least from the fail-safe standpoint. Because if you start Kenny out at the beginning of the season, and you throw him into that gauntlet that the Steelers know, know they're going to be facing... What's your, what's your escape hatch, Mitch? When we come back, J1Q. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888 842 5454. And today's J1Q comes from Tim, who asks Do you really think Mike Tomlin will go with a veteran and two rookies at quarterback heading into the season? Tim's referring to yesterday's episode that focused on Chris Oladokun, the seventh rounder out of South Dakota State. And my answer to that is yes. I do believe that Tomlin would be comfortable if everyone goes through training camp healthy. That is the big if in this equation. Entering the season with Mitch Trubisky at number one, Kenny Pickett at number two, and Oladokun at three. Why? Well, first off, the law of averages and history and ample precedent strongly support the notion that you're not going to be using your number three quarterback. We might be stung by that around here a little more than most because this city was in adjustments to a 36, 37, 38-year-old quarterback, and this city, not all that long ago, was witness to Duck Hodges starting in Los Angeles and winning, by the way. Shout out to Duck. Just an amazing story. That one should never fade. But in the case of these quarterbacks, in particular, Trubisky and Pickett, you're talking about younger guys. You're talking about guys who, yeah, of course they can get hurt. They probably will to some degree regardless. But it's hardly some given that you have to have an extra quarterback that you're dragging around for no reason. Now, to the other point that you made, And this might have been your emphasis. The rookies being all that's behind Mitch. I don't believe there's an issue here either. And that's because of the scenario that I just outlined in the opening segment. If they were two kids that had no pedigree, no nothing, if they were even like, I don't know, a third rounder and an undrafted guy, yeah, you'd really be leaving yourself a little bit thin. But Pickett's a first-round pick. Pickett's the first quarterback taken in his draft class. Uh, Pickett's 24 years old, so he's not young. Pickett just got done with a five-year career at Pitt, and in his final year, led the Panthers to an ACC championship. So, no, no. Uh, if you want to express concern about Oladokun being, you know, young and obviously, uh, you know, not some NFL superstar in waiting at the number three spot on your depth chart, I'm going to come back with, listen, if you've made it to number three on your quarterback depth chart, your season's shot. That's something that no coaches or executives can say publicly, but they know it to be true. Your season is toast. When the Steelers were coming back with Duck and Mason, and then those two going back and forth and scrapping and clawing to get or to try to get into the playoffs, they knew they weren't going anywhere. They were just finishing it out because that's the personality of the head coach, and it gets taken on by the rest of the team. But they're not going anywhere. They're not going to win anything. So it it doesn't really even matter when you've made it to that point. So no, no problem at all entering the regular season with just the three quarterbacks and trading Mason Rudolph. And by the way, the reason you trade Mason – there seems to be a thought that Mason would be unhappy here or whatever. That doesn't that doesn't move anybody's needle. He's nobody to be unhappy about any situation. The reason you'd move him is because you'd move Pickett up the depth chart and you'd clear out Mason's cap space, which isn't much, but it's not nothing. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers today, all week long, and always, and we will be back with a new episode Monday morning.